Welcome to Life in Space by Audio Surgeon. This is episode four, Influences. All right, let's see here. Welcome to the podcast. This is my fourth episode. Uh, I just want a disclaimer at the beginning of my podcast that everything that I'm talking about is based off of my opinions and my opinions only. Uh, There are no paid promotions or anything like that. I want to try to keep this as real as possible. Uh, Not only that, if you are into synthesis and um, uh, synthesizers and things like that, um, I am a hobbyist. I do these things on my own. I don't give professional advice. Uh, It's just something that I like to do. All right, what's happening here? Um... Again, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm not a professional. So uh, this is, uh, again, my uh, podcast on synthesis, synthesizers, and uh, all sorts of cool things. Uh, today I wanted to talk about, let me see here, uh, yes, influences. Um, and I believe influences are very important because uh, it kind of gives the... How do you say the person who's listening to your art or uh, like your music and seeing your art and whatnot? Uh, influences, I believe, have a, an effect on that. Um, I uh, look at it as a look into who I am, the things that make me myself, and kind of um, showcase the things that I'm into. Uh, for instance, if you are into certain types of music, I'm sure that those are influences to you. And um, uh, certain people, things, ideas, uh, even animals, movies, television, music, radio, uh, just a whole lot of different things will influence you. And uh, somehow I believe that even uh, no matter how small or how big those influences are, they kind of reflect in your music and your art. And uh, today I'll be going through some of my influences, some of the things that, uh, uh, that I like, uh, people that I like, uh, things that I like, again, ideas, even movies, television, Uh, And, uh, you know, you can make a list of your own influences, and um, uh, if you want to share those, that would be really cool. Um, uh, You can uh, do uh, a show or something like that, like I'm doing. It's always interesting to see what everybody else is into. I also have uh, a Discord channel. Uh, Hopefully, uh, if I can, I'll put a link uh, in the uh, podcast if you guys want to go there, and you can even talk about your influences and things that uh, that you're into. Uh, so, I guess we'll just dig into it. Uh, I started off with my influences with people, uh, starting from when I was younger until now. Uh, these are just a list of people that uh, I thought were very influential in my life. 
uh, people such as Jim Carrey when I was a young kid. Oh man, Jim Carrey was the coolest. I remember um, watching uh, Ace Ventura, uh, The Pet Detective. Pet Detective um, there's a few other films he's in, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I love that film. That film is so funny. Uh, but uh, Jim Carrey, I always uh, really was into comedy when I was younger, and I think that Jim Carrey is a huge influence on some of the things that I do, uh, humor-based things that I have really uh, uh, come to enjoy later on in life. Uh, and also um, Bob Ross, he's another one that I really do enjoy. Uh, ever since I was very young, I used to watch Bob Ross on the Channel 8, PBS. Uh, they always used to have his show on there. He does uh, oil paintings and uh, a lot of really cool art. Uh, sometimes he'll have a few different people come on and uh, they'll do like a little bit of their art as well. He didn't go too far into that, but it was just mostly his art. Uh, and uh, I used to love watching that show. I still do. In fact, today it's one of my favorite shows. I watch it almost on a day-to-day -day basis, <laughs> if you can believe it. Um, I even have a uh, channel uh, dedicated on my Discord to Bob Ross. So if you enjoy his stuff, you can post things there or talk about it. That's always cool. Uh, and um, uh, moving on, uh, Weird Al, uh, again, humor. Uh, I really, really enjoy Weird Al. I think I owned almost every album he ever put out, except for the newer, like four CDs he put out. I don't really own those, but um, the original CDs all the way up from his uh, self-titled up until, let me see, I think uh, Running With Scissors, that one, uh, really influential to me. Weird Al is uh, a funny guy. I really dig him. Uh, and including comedians, uh, Chris Farley, fantastic, Adam Sandler, he's a funny guy. I remember his uh, CDs he used to put out, uh, they, they used to make me laugh so much. Uh, Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead, I think he's a brilliant guy. Uh, Home Loan Films, Macaulay Culkin, I think he's a pretty cool influence, uh, he's a really cool cool guy and not not only that uh, but when that film was out it was really cool I remember the talk boy on the uh, home loan too that thing was so cool uh, Kurt Cobain he's a pretty big influence not just in my life but in general a lot of people uh, seem to like Kurt Cobain especially for his uh, creative uh, music in the 90s the grunge scene was pretty big um, let me see, 90s, let me see more 90s stuff. Jackass, man, Jackass was really cool. And you can see that I like a lot of humor. Uh, Jackass was really awesome. At the, uh, I believe it's a, the end of the 90s into the 2000, 2000 area. Uh, those guys were the coolest. I, I wanted to be one of those guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, I didn't do that because obviously a lot of those guys didn't end up doing too well later on in life, you know, uh, doing all those stunts and things, it's crazy. But I used to watch that all the time. Uh, Danny Elfman, Tim Burton, those two guys are really cool. I, I like their movie, uh, the music and the movies that uh, those two created. Uh, speaking of movie music, Hans Zimmer, I've been doing, uh, uh, what is it, that master class, and I've been watching Hans Zimmer. He's pretty interesting guy, kind of heavy heavy guy, but uh, it's really interesting what he does. Uh, and of course, uh, computer stuff, Steve Jobs, he was pretty big. I remember 
coming up out of the 2000 area when the iPods became very popular. Steve Jobs, I guess that'd be the name tied to it, even though he didn't really create any of that stuff. He's just kind of like the marketing genius to all that, but he was quite an influence, I guess. And uh, the most recent one, Elon Musk, I think is a pretty big influence. Uh, space exploration, that's kind of like my whole basis to my, uh, but to my, uh, how do you say, uh, music and ideas. I, I like all that space stuff, so that's really cool as well. All right, uh, moving on, more influences, things. All right, now this is kind of what I categorize as like, uh, could be like uh, video games, knickknacks, toys, things like that. Uh, what I would say, the, the thing that most influenced me, especially as a younger kid, uh, television. Television was like something I really thought was very amazing. Television is a huge impact on my life, and uh, of course, Nintendo. Uh, if you like television, Nintendo, you plug that in your TV, and bam, you got all those cool games. NES, SNES, N64, those are my three favorite. And of course, computers. I was very interested in computers growing up. I didn't get one until about 2001, but uh, I always respected computers, and I still do. I am a hobbyist in computer stuff as well. So I think that computers are a huge influence in my life. Um, uh, in the category of things, uh, pogs, I don't know if most people know what those are, but pogs are the little round circle, uh, they're, they're like made out of cardboard. Uh, kids used to play with them like back in 1992 to 94, they were really huge. I, uh, that was so much fun for me. I still have my pog collection, so I'm, you know, I really hold on to that, and I, I really like that. A uh, particular toy that I was into when I was younger. It's one of the few things I actually still own. <laughs> and when I was younger, I was uh, I was quite uh, how do you say a sales kind of guy. I used to sell can candy when uh, uh, Halloween used to be over. Last day of Halloween, I used to sell candy so I can get like change and money and things like that. So I think money was a, a an influence as well in my life. Uh, not some, I mean, I still kind of, you know, enjoy making money, but it's not like a huge thing in my life. Uh, I, you know, I believe money will come, uh, especially if you are doing something for, you know, a career and everything and, uh, things will go in the direction that you put, you know, your work into. So, uh, so money was good, but I try not to get too crazy about it. Uh, again, uh, I was talking about Macaulay Culkin, the talk boy, was like the coolest thing I owned. I don't have it anymore, but uh, back in the day, that was the coolest thing I ever used. It was uh, basically like a hand recorder with a tape cassette in there, and you can record whatever you wanted to record on it. It was so much fun. I, that thing was awesome. Um, Yo-yos were huge. Uh, I remember the Bumblebee. That was pretty big when I was in grade school. Uh, I owned one of those, and there were some other designs that they had that were more expensive, but uh, the Bumblebee was kind of like the average one everybody owned. Uh, that thing was really cool. And, of course, a lot of my friends are into skateboarding, so I, I thought that was pretty cool as well. I uh, didn't really fall into skateboarding that much. In fact, I only tried a couple times. But I do believe that that somehow ties in with Jackass. I do like the skateboarding and the cool stunts and stuff they do. So that was cool. 
Um, if any of you remember LAN parties, I used to go to LAN parties. I'm kind of a nerd. So uh, we used to have LAN parties with my friends, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, LAN parties, you hook up your computer to a local network, and then you can uh, basically like file share and play games and things like that. Uh, Xbox was kind of a big thing around that time as well. Played a lot of Halo. That was cool. Uh, it also had a DVD player in there, and I thought DVDs were like the most amazing thing when I first saw them. So that was pretty cool. Um, and let me see, influences and ideas. I'm just going to keep going along here. Uh, coarse comedy. Those are, I, I kind of summarize ideas as in like, you know, uh, areas of uh, like comedy, science, things like that. So uh, comedy was a huge influence in my life. Science, I wanted to be a scientist when I was younger, so I thought that's kind of cool. Uh, I really find that stuff interesting. Uh, drawing, I used to draw a lot. Uh, art, cartoons, comics. I used to draw comics. So that kind of influenced my uh, uh, interesting, uh, how do you say, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like when you make things up, your imagination, I guess. And as we get older, we kind of lose that. But uh, yeah, I still remember doing that. That was cool. Uh, acting, uh, maybe not so much. I, I, I really admired like what the comedians were doing when they were acting and stuff like that, especially like Jim Carrey and some others. Uh, Chris Farley, again, I mentioned him earlier. I didn't say much about him, but I, I remember his films are really cool. He was a funny guy. And of course, music. Music's a huge influence, and the funny thing about it is that I was actually never really into music up until about the age of 14, and then something uh, about it, I got into it. Actually, it first started with Weird Al, and then I started getting into like electronic stuff when I was in high school. I was messing around with FL Studios, and that kind of uh, started my, uh, how do you say, my like likeness to music as well. Uh, and of course, space. Space is really cool. That's the one I say for last because that's kind of the whole subject of all the stuff that I'm doing now is all space related. And of course, many, many more. There's so many things that I can't keep, you know, think of. But uh, if you make a list or something like that, try to just hit the main things. You'll you'll realize that the things that influence you the most are the ones you can remember. So that's that's pretty much the main ones. Uh, animals, animal influences, ducks, man, birds. I, I can't get enough of uh, birds. They're really cool. Uh, cats and dogs. I have a dog. He's really nice. Um, and uh, those are the ones, the uh, main ones I can think of. Uh, movies. <laughs> now these are kind of like by most influential, I guess, in my life. Uh, but movies, I mean, there's so many movies, and you can kind of go on and on about it, but um, Howard the Duck, it's a funny one, but uh, the, I, that movie is so awesome. I mean, it came out one month before I was born, uh, August, I believe it was 21st, 86, and that film is a interesting 80s film about a duck, comes to planet Earth, he ends up in, I think, Cincinnati, or is it, yeah, I think it's Cincinnati, Ohio, yeah, Ohio, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Turner and Hooch, that's another one. That's an awesome film, classic. It's a goofy one, humorous. It's about a 
Tom Hanks, uh, he's a police officer, and he ends up with Hooch, a dog. He's an out-of-control dog. He needs to learn his uh, manners, but uh, he can't tame the beast. Um, Ace Ventura, that's another one. Funny, funny film. Jim Carrey, man, awesome. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, man. Again, another Jim Carrey film. Uh, probably my favorite film of all time. Uh, it's so well written, and uh, it's it's just a really, really great film. Uh, UHF, Weird Al, that's awesome. Bad Santa, that's another one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Bad Santa is just the best Christmas film. <laughs> it's just awesome. I don't know. Uh, Christmas Vacation is a great film. Edward Scissorhands, that's a Tim, Ver Tim Burton film. Um, great film, man. All right, and there's, again, way, way too many to count. Now, TV shows, I remember some TV shows back in the day when I was younger. Reboot, I don't know if anybody remembers that one, but Reboot was a cool film. It was a 3D animated film. Uh, it was actually a TV show. That was cool. Ren and Stimpy, another classic cartoon. My love for cartoons started with that cartoon. Awesome cartoon. Of course, MTV was another big thing. Actually, Nickelodeon and MTV were my two favorite, I, I believe so. Um, Mr. Bean, oh man, Mr. Bean is great. I can't get enough of Mr. Bean. Classic. Uh, America's Funniest Videos, uh, that was a great show too when I was growing up. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, another great, great show. <laughs> it's very stupid, but it's great. But at the same time, very brilliant. The way it's written, the characters, everything about it is really, really funny. And of course, Jackass, King of the Hill. Simpsons, just some other good shows. Uh, getting more recent, Walking Dead, that's a great show. Uh, that is probably one of the more recent shows that I kind of dropped out of. Uh, but overall, the actual series was pretty good. Uh, H and Aliens, I watch that show all the time. That's another great show. If you like uh, theories and uh, space and stuff like that, that's a really good show. Uh, music and radio. I think this is my last category, really in no order, but uh, just some of the um, music uh, icons that uh, influence me. Uh, Coldplay, I like those guys. They're kind of chill. It's kind of nice. Nirvana, of course. Kurt Cobain. Um, getting a little harder, Linkin Park. Linkin Park was great. I didn't like him at first, but then it kind of grew on me, and then I uh, started listening to him a lot. Uh, Muse. Muse is a great band. I like Muse a lot. Those guys sound really awesome. Um, then a little bit lighter, Simon and Garfunkel. Roy Orbison, those are classics. Really, really good. And then just types of music, you know, techno, trance, soundscapes. Uh, again, tying that in FL Studios. Um, radio shows, yeah, Howard Stern, man, that's a good show. Uh, Jason Ellis, I don't know if you heard of that guy, but he's uh, kind of like the Howard Stern of the West Coast. That's a good show too, both on Sirius XM. And the list goes on and on. I mean, I mean, you could go on Pink Floyd, I mean, Prince, a lot of those guys are really great uh, musical influences. But, I mean, that's just... Uh, just a little bit of the stuff that I could think of about influences that, you know, uh, make up uh, kind of little things that you might not notice, you know, when it comes out of your music or your art. 
uh, those things can definitely influence that. And I strongly believe that. Uh, that's what I like about influences. And again, uh, it's kind of fun to sit down and write a list of them and just think about them and just uh, go through it over and over and think like, oh man, what are the cool things I used to enjoy or things that I do enjoy now? And those things sometimes come out in your music and sometimes in your art. That's all I wanted to say about that. So uh, again, this is episode four about influences. Uh, the, those are some of mine. Uh, like I said, it, it's kind of fun to think of your own. If you ever get a chance, just sit down and think about it. Besides that, uh, i just been uh, casually doing my uh, podcast whenever I feel like it, I guess. Um, I don't have any set schedules, like I said, so this is just another update about what I'm doing. Um, just uh, messing around a little bit with uh, some new DAWs. Um, I kind of got a little bit annoyed with trying to find the right DAW. And if you don't know what that is, that's a digital audio workstation. Um, you know, something such as Ableton or Cubase. And actually, those are the two that I tried the most. I mean, not really the most, but I tried to get into and I remember when I used to use FL Studios way back, it must have been like in 2003 or 2004, I remember how I liked the layout. It made sense to me. Uh, the, you know, the different uh, instruments that are in there are very nice. Um, it just uh, made sense. So uh, recently I thought, well, why not get back into it? And so I got myself a copy of FL Studios. The last one I had was actually a friend's copy. So uh, I needed to buy a new copy. And um, to be honest, and this is, again, my opinion, uh, I believe FL Studios is hands down for the value, one of the best DAWs you can get. Uh, in, in my opinion, again, like I said, I tried using Ableton for a lot of different things, and Ableton kind of, um, I guess, in some ways became frustrating to try to find certain things or to access certain things that I tried to uh, do or whatever, um, and it just didn't flow well with me. So uh, FL Studios, I feel comfortable with it. And actually, believe it or not, my podcast right now is being recorded right now in FL Studios. And that was something that I was actually had a big question about was, is, is this a, a DAW that I can use to record, uh, you know, pretty much just as a recording studio? Because I have a, a 24 um, multi-track mixer. And, um, I, you know, I just, I needed some good software to record on. And, of course, you can go real simple, and you can probably get a free, uh, what is, there's one called Audacity. I mean, it's free, and it kind of works, but it, it just doesn't, you know, it's not as nice as having a DAW. And so uh, I used Ableton a lot. And Ableton did the job. It got everything done. But then I, I noticed that there's just little things that went wrong every now and then. 
things that I either were in control or were not in control. And so I just kind of got frustrated, threw my hands up in the air and said, well, you know, let's try something else. Uh, and of course, uh, like I've mentioned before, some of these DAWs, depending on the, how much you spend, is how much more you get in the program. And for the value, in my opinion, like I said, FL Studios gives you a very good value. Uh, in the Signature Edition, uh, that's the one that I'm using right now. Now, of course, there's the, uh, what's the one below this? It might just be the producer edition, which is fine. I'm pretty sure that uh, the it's it's like 199 for the producer, and I've been and it's like 299 for the uh, the one I'm using the signature. It comes with a few more extra things with recording, uh, some sort of like uh, uh, recording de device things. You can edit things a little bit differently. It's kind of cool, but uh, overall, well-rounded, uh, great DAW. I've really been enjoying it. In fact, uh, it's only been, I think, like four days I've been using it. And I just remember all the stuff, where it's at. feels comfortable. Uh, and just uh, feels good. It works nice. Uh, and also, uh, with my MIDI setup, it works very well. As, I mean, it works well with my equipment. And I, I really like that a lot. Uh, I can uh, work from, you know, my Sub-37, my Korg, my other 32s, send uh, MIDI out to them, uh, do everything in a piano roll, you know, or you can send CC MIDI uh, signals. You can change the filters off your Sub-37 uh, just with your, you know, mouse, or you can assign it to your MIDI keyboard if you're using a MIDI keyboard within the DAW. It just seems to work really, really well and very smart. Uh, so uh, I organized everything very well. Uh, everything seems to be running really good, stable, nice. I have, have no problems whatsoever with it. And the, the other thing that's really cool is uh, when you go to your mixer and you add all your channels down there, uh, when you uh, select your channel that you want to record on. Uh, you can run a lot of different cool effects. So if you heard at the beginning, I have a, there's a reverb right now on my voice. Uh, again, I was talking about that. If the reverb is kind of intense, let me know. But it just kind of adds some volume and kind of effect to it. I like it. it kind of sounds nice. But if I wanted to, I could just uh, throw in a vocodex, and I can sound like a robot. So let me see here. Hopefully it's not too loud. Let me see here. Now I'm a robot. It's kind of cool. It's coming from the vocodex. So I can instantly put these effects in and then just come right back out of it. Just like that. And uh, it's kind of, it's tight. It's pretty cool. Uh, something I haven't really messed around with with my mixer. Uh, it's kind of nice to run it through the DAW and then get that effect back out of it, all in live timing. You know, it's just really, really cool. So, uh, I, I know you can do. Uh, I know you can do a lot of these effects with Ableton as well, but um, just the way that I have it set up. You know, it's it's really cool. I like it a lot. 
and it's just one of the nice things about this DAW that I find that's really cool. Um, and of course, let me see my Moog. Got my Moog connected here. It's kind of a uh, kind of a little bit loud, but just a little example in the Korg. And then, of course, I can run that through my uh, MIDI keyboard, which is my complete control. And then I can just type, I mean, I could just click on the instrument that I want to control and just go with it, record something if I wanted to. Or I can just go sit down by the Sub 37 and have fun with that too. Uh, of course, sending MIDI back in, you can record directly from your instruments into the DAW. As if you, you know, the Sub 37 also has MIDI out, goes into your program, and you can record notes. You can just sit at the Sub 37 and just kind of like jam with it and record a session, uh, which is cool. And of course, FL Studios has a great uh, uh, drums and kicks and claps and hats and snares and things like that. Now, uh, I don't. Um, don't see this being a replacement for my machine at all because my machine, I mean, that thing is really awesome too. Uh, it's got a lot of powerful software that I can just jump on there and just start jamming. Uh, you know, FL Studios, I find that it's it's nice to have that whole, you know, predetermined, I can write a, you know, piano roll in there and I can have a kick here and a clap there and everything. And that's that's really cool. And that's sometimes I enjoy that. Uh, environment um, but uh, you know it's also fun to jump on the machine and just kind of do a live thing or just you know do your patterns on there and the cool thing about that is if I wanted to run my, uh, my machine I can just hop in FL studios and record all my stuff that I do on the machine so that's pretty cool too so it's kind of uh, you know I mean the obviously the whole idea of a DAW is that it's universal you can do that um, now, running the machine in FL Studios requires some modifications, so I don't plan on doing that, though, because it just doesn't feel right, you know, even though you want to assign, like, one button to a kick or a clap or a hat or whatever. I mean, it just does, it's more of a pain in the ass than anything. So, um, you know, I can always just use the machine and then just record right into FL Studios. And that's what I was doing with Ableton anyway. Ableton wasn't anything but a recording device anyway, the way I was using it. So uh, I would just get on machine and then I would just run uh, Ableton and then just start recording. So pretty much everything I was doing before was live, unless I had a sequence and a pattern and a you know song already laid out in machine, then I would just go record it in Ableton. Uh, again, I could do the same thing in FL Studios, but it, I, to me it just flows better, uh, and I just like it better. You know, uh, not only that, I mean Ableton, I never really uh, put too much money into Ableton. I just kind of had like. They're, you know, their basic thing. And um, I just wanted to, you know, test the waters, see how good it was. Um, it's good, don't get me wrong, and it works better for some people. But for me, I don't know. I just find that uh, I like uh, FL Studio's environment better. Uh, Cubase, I, I don't know. I, I was lost most time with that. I didn't put too much time into Cubase. 
uh, Cubase kind of became a, a headache for me. Uh, you know, that was the software that came with my original mixer, my Lasis 16FX, and it came with a free copy of Cubase. And I could never even figure out how the drivers were even working with my mixer. Most of the time it didn't. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, maybe I was just doing something wrong. But uh, again, uh, my opinion is that uh, FL Studios, I give it a thumbs up for FL Studios. I really dig it. I really dig the the same layout that they had before, but just, it's, it's, you know, it's newer, it's nicer, it's, you know, smoother, runs great. Uh, I can check all my levels and everything, uh, run different, you know, effects, pre, what is it, pre and post, you know, you can run them through and hear how they sound before you go into it. And uh, overall, a lot of interesting, um, interesting sounds they have. Uh, a lot of the ones I remember from even before when I had FL Studios, uh, they still have all the same ones. Like, uh, if I were to look here, this is just a list of some of them. Uh, let's see here. Synth 3XOSC, which I believe it's an oscillator. So it's a three oscillator synth. Uh, Flex, I, I was messing with that a little bit. It's kind of neat. Flex is interesting. comes with a lot of instruments. Uh, that one actually, I believe, is it comes with the signature. Uh, Fruity DX10, that's a real basic uh, synth on there. I remember that from way back in the day. GMS, I f forget what that's actually for, but uh, there's no one harmless. I remember that one. Uh, Mini synth, Piozone, Sawyer, SimSynth, Citrus, Toxic, Biohazard, Transistor Bass. So those are just some of the few that are with the program. Some of them are demos, though. But believe it or not, I mean, uh, unless you're just specifically tied to software, uh, if you have your own gear and stuff like that, you probably won't even be using a lot of those instruments. There's a lot of presets and a lot of things you'll just go through. And I sometimes try not to get too deep in it because then I end up just wasting time going through presets and just listening. I'm not writing anything. <laughs> So it, it all depends on what you like and what the sound is on the synthesizer. And I like the sounds of these uh, analog synthesizers. I like the gear, external gear, and I like to record them into the programs and things like that. Just makes sense, I guess, to me. But uh, anyway, I guess I got a little off topic uh, about influences, but I guess it leads up to that. I, uh, you know, I guess my influences from before kind of led me back to FL Studios. I guess that's kind of the point I'm making. Um, and again, all the things that you, you know, you were into before or now, it's kind of cool to go back and think about them. Now, I could sit here and talk about movies and, you know, music and TV and things or people or whatever, ideas. But uh, those are those are my ideas and my memories and things like that. So it's probably not as interesting. But I hope some of the things I mentioned, you know, some of the people I mentioned, uh, hopefully the, there are things that you like too. So, again, some of those people uh, from back in the day, Bob Ross, again, sticks with me a lot. I really like that show, Bob Ross. Uh, the Joy of Painting, yeah, one of my favorite. 
And um, I don't know. That might wrap up this episode. Um, again, influences something to think about. It's always kind of neat to to just think, you know, space and sound and thinking and music and all kinds of things. It's kind of cool just to just to do that, you know, sometimes just the simplest things. But anyway, without any further ado, I'm just going to play out and uh, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>